Before we get started in today's show, I want to tell you about Stamps.com, longtime sponsor of the BS Report. It's quick. It's convenient. More importantly, it's really, really easy to use. You do not have to go to the post office anymore. You can just stay home. Make your own office, your personal post office. You can avoid lines. You can avoid just standing there as somebody mails some package, some 79-year-old lady. Who needs that? Make your own mailing and shipping from your house. Stamps.com. Put in the top right of the site, BS. You'll get a deal and a scale and a whole bunch of other things. It's a great product. Uh, You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your computer and printer. Stamps.com will give you a digital scale. It will automatically calculate the exact postage for any letter or any package. They'll even help you choose the best class of mail. Wow. Why go to the post office? Just give it to the postman. Stamps.com. Check it out. Welcome to Bill and Jalen's 2014 NBA Preview. We're back. It's great to be back. We, we did this last year. We counted down 30 teams over 30 days. And we were right about some things. We were wrong about a lot of things. Yeah, like the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, we had them 29th. They won 49 games. You had them 29th. We also had Milwaukee 15th. You had them 15th. And they won 15 games. This is your fault. I blame you. You weren't there for the rankings. I didn't know O.J. Mayo was going to show up and be a stretch shooting guard. <laughs> he literally a stretch. <laughs> Stretched to 270 pounds. So we're counting out 30 teams, 30 days on the Grantland channel, on Grantland.com, on YouTube, on a whole bunch of other things. And right now we're going to do the Philadelphia 76ers. Because once again, they are the worst team in the league. How do they do it again, Jalen? Back to back. Such a great storied history. Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, Bobby Jones, Andrew Tony, Allen Iverson, Doug Collins. How has it come to this for Philadelphia? Or are they brilliant? Because you could argue they, they have ended up with four top 12 picks in the last two years. And they're going to end up with another lottery pick this year. They're going to have a whole team of top 12 lottery picks a year from now. You're still having to go through the struggle. It's still ugly basketball. But right now, I would say the fan base is in one of the weirdest positions I can remember, where the team is literally telling them, we're not going to win. And we do not care about this season. So when you're like that, we do a little thing called fan base mindset. What's your mindset if you're a Sixers fan after enduring last season and this season? I think we need our friend Nick Cage to help us. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nick Cage just bought Philadelphia season tickets. Oh, God. Oh, God. But Nick, you're in row four. When are they going to honor Daryl Dawkins? (laughs) Coming next week, Andrew Tony Knight. So that's right. I think we need more Nick Cage. Nick, how do you feel about your season so far? This is an emergency. Hey, buddy. Ever heard of a uh, lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? <laughs> oh, boy. The season's not going on for Nick Cage. Do we have any more Nick Cage clips? I'm sure we do. Then what? I'll be arrested, put in airport jail. Just get your ticket and move on, okay? Get your goddamn ticket and move on. That's what the Sixers are telling their fans. Sure get, your get your ticket, ticket. and move on. Just move on. We're going to be good in a couple right, years. Come on in. Come move on in. on. I don't care if you're pissing blood. Michael Carter-Williams, returning rookie of the year. Really soft rookie of the year. Joel Embiid, he's going to return from injury in, in the following year. In 2016. Year. Great. They get Nerlens Noel back this year. Yeah. Let's look at what they did. Okay, cool. We have all that stuff. So, Luke Richard Mabamute, a mentor for Embiid, is actually already his mentor. They just acquired him. 
And they lost Thaddeus Young, really, for a future Miami pick. They also lost some dignity. They gained Joel Embiid, who we both like that pick a lot. It's he just he's not going to play more. this year. Yeah. And I like Darius Sarge, but guess what? He's not playing either. A um, couple second rounders, and then Takashit Honor fans, <laughs> uh, number 58. He was from somewhere in Eastern Europe. I can't remember. Takashit Honor fans. So um, <laughs> we thought last year they were going to be terrible, but they somehow won 19 games. They were in the Eastern Conference. That helps. That always helps. The balance of your schedule. Yes. They played hard. Like, Rolton, he played pretty good. He made a couple of half-court shots even during the season. Mm. But they had a nondescript year. Anti-descript. Well, let's see uh, what the rotation looks like, because I don't think you can really put it in perspective until you see it. Okay, so... I mean, three of those people starting for them would not play for a playoff team. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. This team okay. is going to really struggle. There's no way around it. Jason Richardson, do you want to do the honors? Keep getting them checks. Okay. How many minutes will you watch in the Sixers this season? League pass. Try to get that first quarter. <laughs> get out. You watch, <laughs> you'll turn it if, if you get a text that LeBron has 32 points with 11 minutes left in the second quarter. But That's you know, when you watch the But Sixers. you know what I love about basketball? What? How did they start off last season? What were they, like five and four? Beating the Miami. The Miami. Yeah. Opening night. Joel Embiid. <laughs> we're naming a chemist for each team. You know what a chemist is, right? Of course I do. He's in charge of the chemistry. Joel Embiid. He might not be playing this year, but I think he has some chemistry plans. I think he can at least wear suits and jump off the bench after a dunk, do some fist pumps, maybe a couple hugs. There's not going to be too much to hug about. <laughs> They're going to really struggle. They're ranked 30 for a reason. Well, you love the movie Friday. Here's our advice for how Sixers fans should handle this season. Oh, man. is kicking in. <laughs> I'm starting tripping, Craig. Smoke. The bud's kicking in. <laughs> I just watched Hollis Thompson play 42 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Quick! 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 Hold up. I think Jason Richardson weighs 280 pounds. Man, that's what it's supposed to do. Now my feet too fat. Oh man, it's the chronic. Don't even worry about it. Listen. Listen, this is. You don't hear? You don't know. <laughs> 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 I knew I shouldn't have gave him. So when you have a team that's going to struggle like this, you got to come up with some creative things to get the fans to come back. So maybe they'll have a Dr. J night, AI night. Barry we need a Doug day. Collins night. Oh, Doug Collins night. Yes. I would fly back for Doug Collins night. They have to be creative with their fan base this year. I mean, they might have to have like a Daryl Dawkins night. All of that. And an Aaron McKee night. And an Eric Stone Andrew. night. Andrew Tony night. Boston Strangler. Basically, anyone who played for the Sixers and made an all-star <laughs> team should get a night. Yes. Um, That's how you... 41 games. We have a new segment this year called Potluck Jalen. That's what <laughs> it's called. You got your own segment. Thank you. Can you stir a fake pot? We can digitally put in a pot there. Oh, yeah. You got to do that, in a pot. Nice. Absolutely. Digital pot. Can you talk about your thoughts about Joel Bead's Twitter feed? A lot of these tweets are trolling. Like You don't like Kim, this Kim Kardashian one? No, because number one, she's a married woman. Yeah, and that's one of your rules. Okay, like where they do that at? Like young fella, get healthy, 
At least he apologized. By the oh, way, yeah. how do you not know Kim Kardashian's married? <laughs> and by the way. That's where you pull that. Hey, I'm not from here. How, no, well, hold on. She's been married more than once. That's true. And she's, been linked, NBA and she's been linked to more than one person in the spotlight. So you're worried that Mr. Embiid, who does not have a filter, who's young, who seems to be having fun with life and everything, who's got a lot of time in his hands because he's injured all season, is going to get himself in trouble on Twitter. We haven't seen an NBA player really get in trouble yet with Twitter. And I hope he's not the first, but he's driving down that street, mm. trolling Rihanna. Can you give Joel, like, maybe two tips for his Twitter feed to avoid? Sure. Stop trolling. Stop trolling. That's that's major, number one. Two, don't tweet about the Sixers this entire season. Once. Once. Except for something like, I'm proud of my boys. Good effort tonight. <laughs> we just something lost about like 35 on the road. <laughs> it could have been 50. <laughs> that's why you can't tweet at all. Right. About what's about to happen this season. Because it's going to get ugly. And then, uh, Joel, I would also recommend... Don't try to arrange any um, meetings on, on DM. It's too easy for there to be a slip and the DM suddenly becomes a tweet. And Bill, we've had some NBA players find that out the hard way. Bill. And I mean the hard way. We've talked a lot about travel and how to handle these situations. Yeah. He hasn't been on the road yet. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm excited. This is the most exciting subplot so, of the Sixers so, season. So all of a sudden you land in the city is 1 a.m., Hey, I'm in How's it going, Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Cleveland? <laughs> I'm in the building. <laughs> Anytime anybody does that now, I laugh at the queue. <laughs> What's up, Houston? What's going on tonight? <laughs> Let's go to Zach Lowe's big, sneaky big question. Your buddy Zach Get Lowe. Get low. Zach Lowe, uh, terrific writer for Grantland. He gets to ask a question for every preview, and this is his. Will the Sixers quietly make... MCW, Michael Carter-Williams, available in a trade during the season. There was a moment, we did the draft together, Yes, where we thought they were trading him, and he thought they were trading him, which is a weird way to treat your quote-unquote future franchise guy. What do you think of that? When you're the 30th-ranked team, all of the chips are in the middle of the table. That's true. When you're a 19-win team, everyone's available. Everybody's available. I mean, that's almost a captain obvious scenario. I mean, he can't be untouchable at this point of his development because they're still trying to see and figure out who's going to turn into a player. Like, is Nerland's Noel going to turn into a player? Then they build around him. What about Embiid? Now, if they both project like they did in college, they rejected and blocked a lot of shots together. Noel, four a game, Embiid, three a game. You wouldn't like driving against those two. Yeah, they're going to be contesting and blocking a lot of shots if they're they're healthy and they're athletic. And Michael Carter-Williams has size on the point. I wonder if he's a good stats, bad team guy. Somebody who's going to put up 22 and 8, 22 and 9, but you're going to lose. I've seen him have some great moments. Like what he did against LeBron James and yeah. the Miami Heat early in the season, like, that was really impressive. That doesn't just happen, you know, overnight. He's got the quickness, which is good. I don't know about the leadership part. I, if I were them, you, you're going to throw away the season anyway. I wouldn't trade anybody. We get you one more lottery pick. You bring Embiid back. You bring Saric over. You got Noel, and you got five building blocks. See who becomes a really great player. Like, you're going to get an all-star out of this, or you're going to get an all-NBA player. Is one of these guys going to become a, a perennial all-star? You got to wait and see. Why does the Triangle love them? The Triangle is on Grantland. It's our sports blog. They love every team for one reason. They love this team. They won't win the Atlantic until 2017, but they already run the watching the homie Dario in Spain division. Let's see that picture. Yeah! So, Embiid <laughs> and Noel and Michael Carter-Williams... 
went to Spain to support Dario Saric, who's not even on their team yet. I like that. I like that, too. That's the difference between, like, a, a young team where it's to have a college camaraderie. Mm. And plus, you get to have more fun in Spain without people tweeting and texting about it. I was going to say, what would you rank? <laughs> What's the percentage of supporting Dario Saric? It's really fun to be in Spain, and there's a whole other level of things going on here. 80%? We're in Spain. Oh, yeah, we're going to say we're going to support our teammates. Yeah, we got to see Daryl. No, 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 his name's Dario. But how about this? If he's over there playing, that yeah. means he got to practice. That means he can't turn up too much. He got to gain the next day. Yeah. Do you think they, he was like, hey, we're going to dinner night? <laughs> ah, changing plans. Yes. Where you at? Where What's you at? that music? Nothing. <laughs> I think they had fun. Uh-oh. Well... After the uh, roaring success of, of Clairvoyant Bill last year, I think it was success just to me. Clairvoyant Bill was wrong a lot. <laughs> he, had a, he had a lot of wrong opinions. <laughs> a couple good ones, but he was wrong a lot. Uh, turns out Clairvoyant Bill is a family. Oh, really? Yeah, there he is, there's other characters in Clairvoyant Bill's oh. family, one of whom is Conspiracy Bill. Hold on. So they're going to change the lottery on Philly. And nobody ta- nobody's really talking about it yet. It was a story for a little bit during the summer, but then it faded away. I think what's going to happen, they're going to change the rules, change it against Philly. They're going to make it so that the top 12 or top 14 seeds, it's much more likely that anybody in the lottery can win. And the reason they're doing this is because they don't like what Philly did the last year, and they don't like it this year. They don't want teams to do this. They don't want teams to say... We're gutting everything. We don't care. We don't care if we lose 65 games. The rules say we should bottom out. They don't want that anymore. It's going to change. The reason why they didn't, don't want it is how often does it actually work? Not many teams have been able to secure the number one pick after tanking and get a Tim Duncan or get a Shaquille O'Neal or get a LeBron James. It's worked three times, right? Oklahoma City, I think, is the last case where well, they got Durant, Westbrook, Harden back to back to back. And the first case was Akeem Olajuwon in the mid-80s. Yeah, we're going way back. Yeah, Absolutely. So Conspiracy Bill lost his mustache. And, and, and so for competitive balance, you can't have one of your other signature franchises traveling to a team's games. And right. It, it becomes a mockery. Giving away tickets and empty seats. You mean like last year in Philly? Yeah, you, you, you can't have that. Right. And at the trade deadline, they got rid of Evan Turner for nothing. Not that he's great, but he was somebody that was playing minutes for them. Um, this year, they traded Thad Young basically for nothing. Did him a favor, but it's in their best interest to lose the way the current system is. Now, my question is, legally, I'm losing my mustache again. <laughs> legally, can the NBA change the rules during the season? Because in my fa- in any fantasy league I've been on, you can't really change the rules after the season's kind of started. And I wonder if Philly's going to potentially sue or try to, like, wh- how that's going to play out. What do you think? I think the NBA can change the rules anytime they get ready. And all they got to do is say, we need all 30 owners to vote. Uh, I, I'm losing my mustache <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> Conspiracy Bill's mustache was the big failure that Bill and Jay was previous so far. Let's do a 24-second shot clock and figure out what we think is going to happen with this team. Uh, predictions for Philly. Over, under 17 wins? It's hard for me to predict any NBA team that's going to have less than 17 wins, so I must go over. Well, Milwaukee had 15 wins last year. Is this worse than last year's Milwaukee team? Yes, they are worse. If Embiid doesn't come back, I think this is like a 12-win team because the Eastern Conference got better. That's The dirty secret is... The Eastern Conference is better, but this team got worse. They lost so many games in a row last season. I think they go 13 and 69. 
That's ugly. You're depressed. This is a depressing <laughs> way to start the preview. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like we need, maybe we need Biggie rapping with Thomas the Tank. Philadelphia, congratulations. You might not be head of the playoffs, but at least you earned Biggie's face on a Thomas the Tank engine in a mash. <laughs> That's what they call it, a mash, right? It's incredible. Whoever did this was great. Uh, Bill and Jalen's preview coming back with number 29. Who's that going to be? Could it be my beloved Celtics? They are in the conversation. Good news, Utah Jazz fans. Last year's number 29 team on our Bill and Jalen preview was the Phoenix Suns, and they won 48 games and almost made the playoffs. I thought when you said good news, you meant Stockton and Malone were going to be playing this year. (laughs) This is going to be a long season for Jazz fans. You're going to miss Howard Isley, Byron Russell, Shannon Anderson, Big Dog Carr. They need Adrian Dantley's old stats. I know all the reasons this can't happen, but it would be really fun if there was a Legends NBA. <laughs> and there was a Stockton Malone, Utah team, and they were just like running these old man pick and rolls. What team would you play for on the uh, Indiana? Town? Absolutely. Mark you Jackson, be Reggie Miller. You wouldn't be an old man T-Dot? No, I'd rather... You and nah, Vince? Nah. Vince's dramatic comeback? Vince was the guy that could walk into practice bill nine in the morning, not stretch, take it through his legs, do a dunk, basically while eating a sandwich. Seriously? That's why he's still playing at age 38. Uh, Let's look at the Utah Jazz. They might not be as excited about uh, this team as as we are, but here's their mindset heading into the 2015 season. You're an All-American and our captain. Act like it. I believe I am. What movie, Jalen? Okay, I'm I'm drawing a blank. It's only one of the most emotional sports movies ever. It's Rudy. Oh. This is the scene when... Everyone on the team wants Rudy to play in the final home game, and they all give up their spot, and they put their jersey of Rudy. See, Bill, when you were watching movies like Rudy, I'm watching Above the Rim. I didn't see this. (laughs) I can't even come up with a response. (laughs) I loved Above the Rim, too. I was watching all the movies. You were having a more fun life than me and playing in the NBA. It's champagne and campaigning. I was watching Rudy. The reason we uh, we ran that clip was because Rudy Gobert, big winner of the summer. World Cup star for France. Let's see some highlights. Gave a block? That's Pau Gasol with the ball. One of the best big men ever. Rudy Gobert says, get out of here. Watch this. Nobody does this to Pau. Well, also, one of the hardest oh! things it is to do is to block someone's shot on ball. Normally, you see a block like this as someone coming from the weak side. Right. But also, a lot so, of great left-handed shot blockers. Bill Russell. Absolutely. Keon Clark. Yep. Keon Clark, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is a different conversation. <laughs> Keon Clark might have to show up in a Jalen's potluck segment. Let's see what uh, Utah did last summer. They did one thing I wasn't crazy about, even though I know they had to do it. Would you have paid Gordon Hayward... Restricted free agent. Four years, 63 million bucks. He getting loot like Johnny Cash now. Is he a max guy to you? No. The salary cap's going way up. Media deal's going to be done soon. You could argue what we think is a max guy isn't really a max guy anymore. 15 million a year in this current era is like 9 million three years ago. It's the perfect life lesson. You only get in life what you have the leverage to negotiate. Right. Never what you deserve. Had he not gotten that offer from then Bobcats, now Hornets, Utah Jazz was not going to pay him that money. He got the offer. He got paid. 
You know what I learned from that in the Chandler Parsons one, which was another kind of ridiculous contract, and yet Eric Bledsoe, nobody wants him, uh, or nobody carved out space for him. There's just not a lot of good wing guys. And I think teams saw those two guys, and they're like, there's not a lot of these guys. There's those two, and there's Ryan Anderson. Like, these guys who, on paper, are, are guys who can play two positions and handle the ball a little bit, shoot threes, spread the floor. What's there, like six, seven guys like that in the league? That's the position, because I played a couple of years, a lot of years at that position. You made a lot of money from that position. Absolutely. You want that guy to be able to compete in the backcourt, guard on switches, against ones and twos, yep. but also sometimes he's got to play bigger. Yep. Get caught in switches, box out, get rebounds, play in transition, and still be agile enough to compete on both ends. I really like Hayward, and I'm going the other way in that contract. I think he was in a really bad situation those last couple of years. I didn't like the coach at all, Ty Corbin. I just thought he did a bad job. Young point guards, young big men, young everything. They're in a terrible conference for them. I thought they were asking him to do kind of Stuff that was outside his skill set. He was like their alpha dog. He's and not a, an alpha dog. And a couple of more of those wings that you talked about that went to situations that don't have to be alpha dogs, but they still got paid. Trevor Ariza. Yeah. He gets to play with Dwight Howard and James Harden. Also Chandler Parsons, who gets to play with Dirt. And now yeah. they add to Tyson Chandler. So in Gordon Hayward's case, he has to be that go-to guy, that 20-point score, five rebound, five assists. That's the kind of player they need him to be. And the other thing with you, Todd, is like, who's gotten significantly better on that team? You look at all their young guys, you're like, wow, that guy's gone from point A to point B. Even somebody like Favors, who got paid, I think still think that guy's like an un unfinished gem in a lot of ways, right? Well, well, you mold your roster, basically let Al Jefferson go, who's a 2010 guy. For nothing. Becomes an all-star. Paul Millsap becomes an all-star in Atlanta. Nothing. They both play in the playoffs because you want to develop the youngsters favoring Cantor. They might have been better off keeping Jefferson and Millsap and trading the other two guys. <laughs> uh, let's, let's look at their rotation. So your boy Trey Burke, who was injured part of last year, and we still like him. I think he's a rookie point guard. I think he was in a bad conference for him with a, with a bad coach. He did something, though, last year that I like to see out of young players. Okay. He showed that he can make clutch shots. Yeah, I agree. And I, what I don't know is how Dante Exum is going to be able to compete nightly if he's playing off the ball and playing two. When you said, I don't know how Dante Exum, you could have finished that sentence in about 40 ways. <laughs> and I was prepared for any of them. I don't know what to make of Dante Exum. He's he, one of the highest ceiling basement careers in a while. Because I would have, if I was going to, to that spot, I would have took Marcus. Marcus, well, and the Celtics ended up getting him. And I'll tell you one thing: um, when Boston plays Utah this year, Marcus Smart will want to guard Dan, Dante Exum. I guarantee he thinks about that every single day. That guy went ahead of me, and, and that does create motivation. Who went ahead of you in the draft? So many guys. I feel like Randy Moss at the draft. He went eight, nine spots lower than you should have. Thirteenth. But 13 ended up thirteen ended up being lucky. I think my team took Eric Montross over you. Yes. I actually wore a red and white suit because I thought the Clippers were going to take me. True story. Would that have been bad or good? Donald Sterling was the owner then. You would have had a couple good stories at that least. That still would have been bad. But I would have I learned L.A. a little bit earlier. Would that have been a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so Steve Novak, they added. He's their chemist. Pretty good chemist. But... I searched Steve Novak on YouTube. 
So you YouTube them. Good for you. I think you're probably one of the only people that has done that. I was definitely the only person last night at one in the morning. <laughs> if anyone else is doing that at one in the morning last That's night, it's going to be weird. Were you stalking Novak? A little bit. So let's look at this video I found because I loved it and I fell in love with the kid, the singer. Let's see it. You better believe it's Steve Novak free in the corner shooting 100% for NYC. Get on your knees. So nice to wait. Props to the youngster. He's trying to show love to his hometown team. It's great. He's like 13. Plus, it's like when you do a Novak montage, it's only going to be threes. When you do a Novak montage, he's going to be open, too. Yeah. What's Zach Lowe's sneaky big question? Kenny and his canter really shoot threes. Zach is confused as to how they're going to play Enos Cantor. Derek Favors, and Rudy Gobert. Just the mix isn't quite right, but if Enos Cantor can shoot threes, as they're alleging, now that opens up this whole kind of frontcourt limitless possibilities. Are you buying that? I am not buying it. And uh, those three guys are not compatible to be on the floor at the same time. If that's the way Utah's going to play, <laughs> I would encourage it if I'm the other team. Hey, we're not going to guard him. Correct. Please, he has to make six of those before we even consider coming out there. Correct. And if I'm Utah and I'm trying to stink again, I might tell Enos Cantor to spend the year shooting threes. Enjoy. Have fun, big fella. Congratulations. I'm not sure he's good. We sure he's good? He, 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 he deserves to be in the NBA. Oh, no question. He was a second or third pick in the draft. He's not a starter on a consistent 40-plus win team. So I feel like him and Favors are energy guys off the bench, and that's their destiny. That ends up being fine if you're in the right place at the right time. Like, for the Utah Jazz, they need both of those guys to be, you know, 15 to 18 and 8 to 12 rebounds. Yeah. That's what they need from both of those guys. But if they're not going to give that type of production, then, you know, they're going to struggle. And that's why you have them ranked where you have them ranked. So Bad News Bill is a character that's going to join us this year for the preview. You never want to see Bad News Bill. Yeah, Bad News Bill pours it out. So, Bad News Bill is some bad news. He's really worried about this Dante Exum thing. Like, really, really worried. It's almost like the operation was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> this is going to be a, a huge moment for Utah basketball. Bad News Bill is concerned that the guys drafted after Dante Exum are really good. And I think the Utah fans are going to look around and they're going to see Marcus Smart and Julius Randle and Alfred Payton. And they're going to think, why do we take this 18-year-old kid who looks like a baby who should be in college right now? And also he doesn't have a lot of experience playing in the United States and against elite competition. If you look at the YouTube clips... It's almost like he was playing against, you know, kids that didn't deserve the opportunity to be considered NBA caliber talent. And then on top of that, all of those rookies that came after him are going to have his game circled on the schedule. We're going at him. Marcus Smart is going to get really upset before that game. He's going to try to embarrass him. It's going to be like, like Buster Rhymes would say, row, row. Right. Like the dungeon dragon. Bad News Bill is concerned. I like having good basketball players in the league. I'm very worried about that. So you think there's going to be a problem when Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Ty Lawson, John Wall, right. when they come to town, that's going to be an issue. 
And I also worry about his confidence too. Mm. And I don't know what position he is. The good news is he's Australian and Australian are cool people. So he's got that going for him. Okay. I hope he makes it. I just hope he doesn't do one thing. What's that? Wear any pants where I can see his entire Achilles. <laughs> just don't do that. Okay. I'll pass that along. I think you should star in this show called Hip Hop ER. Wow, that was emotional. <sighs> bad news, Bill, and bad news, Jalen. I'm glad we got out of there. Yeah, it was tough. So let's let's go happier note. The triangle loves the jazz. Why do they love the jazz? Let's find out. The triangle thinks Burke and Burks is too good of a backcourt duo not to succeed. Pretty strong name, Burke and Burks. You're, you're a little less optimistic. Well, well, here's the well, thing. They could be a law firm. They could be Burke and Burks law firm. Burke and Burks ice cream. What about a TV show Burke and Burks with Omar Epps and Jason Lee? <laughs> You think they're lawyers or bounty hunters? See, the issue is always when you draft a player and a guy on your roster is still better than him. And I think Burks is better than Exum. And will kill him in practice every day? Yes. And that's where what we just talked about starts. Right. Do you think Burks is also mad that we had Jason Lee playing him in the TNT <laughs> drama? I think they're PIs, actually, the more I look at it. I think if the Utah Jazz are ranked where we have them placed in this yeah. countdown, nobody's going to watch the show anyway. It's going to get canceled. You're probably right. We both like Alec Burks, by the way. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Jalen uh, holds a grudge against the entire state of Utah because this. Oh, no. Look at this. Carl Malone does not seem very uh, upset about what just happened. Hold on, Darren Walker. Where's Darren Walker? There he is. There he is. Carl. They, they just pulled Darren Walker off. It was like he was James Tony. Just get him out of there. Into the bench. Look at Chuck Daly, Daddy Rich. Have you ever seen him that mad? Th this moment, Brendan Sir, Brendan Malone. So you've never really forgiven the, the Utah Jazz after that. I did. You forgave them? How? Why? Howard Isley, my high school teammate, had a lot of successful years there. Uh, played behind John Stockton, played with Carl Malone, went to the NBA Finals a couple of times with them. But until then, I rooted against Carl Malone if, when he was on wrestling. Mm. Even in the Bash of no the Beach against Dennis about Rodman? It. Yes, indeed. Because Isaiah is, is all-time great. That's 40-stitch yeah. cut. You don't do that to Zeke. Still has it. What is it, inside or outside? Outside. It's both. It's got his whole eyebrow. Basically. Yes. Man, that was brutal. What do you think that would be a suspension now, like 50 games? That would be 20, 25 games. 24-second prediction clock for the Utah Jazz. Do they win 20 games? Western Conference, they do not win 20 They don't games. win 20 games. They're in the West. I think they win like 23. Tough sledding in the West. Home, home court advantage. So say they win half of their home games. They never That's win. 20. That's They're 20 half. So they win... Altitude. They win 15 home games. Yeah, they'll get over 20. They'll win 15 home games and eight road games. What What was the latest you ever stayed up in Salt Lake City? 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an NBA city where you didn't stay up 24 hours? All night long. Some people function better when they go to bed at 8 p.m. Some people function better when they go to bed at 8 a.m. Depends on what day it is for me. Could you have done 30 more champagne and campaigns? 
Because <laughs> we didn't want to do it again because we figured you ran out of stories. No, I ran out of stories. You, did, you ran out of stories you could tell. I'm a founder of a school now. Mm. I'm an ambassador of the Retired Players Association. Mm. It sounds like you needed to be played off with Steve Novak rap. Until next time, number 28 in the Bill and Jalen preview. It's coming up. Do your thing, Ad Rock Jr. Novak, LeBron, wishes he could be just like he, but at least Novak... Last season, the Milwaukee Bucks let us down. We picked them to be 15th. I picked them. You you distanced yourself from the pick as soon as you saw Jay Mayo. When it's incorrect, I distanced myself. And I saw O.J. Mayo, and he was a stretch shooting guard. <laughs> Well, they won 15 <laughs> games. So now we put them 28th, and they'll probably shove it in my face again. The fan base mindset, a little more optimistic than usual. Here's the freak. Summer League. They're playing him at point guard. Look at this. Not just Behind the back pass. She's gone needy. Sets the pick. What she did to freak with Another me. Another pick. Oh. 6'11". Shooting threes. Here's their mindset heading into the 2015 season. Pretty action-packed summer. New coach, new owners. They got a future franchise player, Jabari Parker. Do we think he's a franchise player or a step below? I think he's going to be... Step below. An all-star caliber player. Makes around five all-star games in his career. So you're saying he could be Paul Pierce? I'm not saying his game, but just like that level of a career. He could be the best guy on a team that wins in the high 40s, low 50s. I agree. That's what I project for him. He'll I, score 20 to 25 points a game a year for 12 years. Yes. Jason Kidd is going to put him in a position to where he can take advantage of the three. That's where he'll be. Switch it up with the four. Move Greek Freak around the floor. This team is more talented than a lot of people really realize. Actually, I agree with you. I like Knight at the point. I like them bringing in Marshall. I think he's going to be okay. If you're able to get some out of O.J. Mayo, if he's able to give you what you brought him there for in any way, shape, or form, like, they're going to make some noise. Is that a nice way of saying that OJ needs to have a couple more salads? Yes. Maybe lay off the carbs? Professional pride. No, no sugar for we, a month? We, we'll see. We'll see. You know, everybody has their mulligan. Let's see if that was his. Got to say, I'm disappointed in myself because usually I go, when I go, really go to bat with a player, I'm usually right. Like if I'm like, that guy's good. That guy's going to be really good. And I did that with OJ Mayo and he let me down. Usually like Kevin Love, people like that. I just feel like talent's going to usually win. That guy's talented, and I don't know what happened. I think too much too soon. I think he was too famous too soon, and I think he handled it incorrectly. Now he's like, what is he, like 25, 26? It feels like he's 35. This season is about professional pride for him. Look at this rotation, because I agree with you. I think they're kind of sneaky good. One of the problems is they have too many guys that need to play. Everybody in that team's going to want to play at least 20 minutes. I think that's going to be an issue. A lot rides on Larry Sanders, but there's a flexibility that I like with them, like Jabari, Giannis, even O.J. Mayo. Like, those guys can play multiple positions. So this is what's going to happen with their team. Okay. I'm, in- I'm interested to hear Jason this. Kidd is going to be moving those players around the court. He would be a guy that plays him at point guard. Play Jabari some nights at two, some nights at four. I think he's going to throw some lineups out there that's going to surprise a lot of teams. Larry Sanders, I think he's going to come back better. He had a lot of issues last year away from the court and dealt with the issues with a broken hand. I think they should be a spot ahead. I worry about the chemistry, which is why I discounted them. Sanders, just from a chemistry standpoint, was in the anti-All-Stars last year. He had like three different things happen. But at least he wasn't playing. They weren't necessarily basketball related. New coach, new ownership, new vigor. 
all of that, you wipe a clean slate. You can make a case that they should be higher than top three. But I feel, after getting burned by them last year, I feel pretty comfortable <laughs> uh, putting them there. So one thing that's not on there, they, the decided, glove. they decided the glove is going to mentor Giannis. And I don't know if you realize, some of his mentoring is on YouTube. This is the speech he gave to the 2001 All-Star team before <laughs> the game. Let's see it. Yeah, I got to give y'all your final strength. Hey, see well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, what's happening, baby? You need an extra? All right. Come along. Just make baskets, baby. Make baskets. <laughs> Watch right hey, back, Kobe. Hey, Shaq Deasy. What's going on? Kazam. All right. What's happening, baby? All right. Yes, sir. KG. OBF, man. Original Black Family, baby. All right. I have some of that OBF gear. Big shot, big ticket. Boy, I don't know what you're doing trying to be. Uh, Dennis Rodman, little brother. Jason, get laughing. Dennis Rodman, little brother. Man, I was kidding, man. I don't know what you're thinking about, but it's my boy, man. What was hey, Gary. Gary, I don't think that... Uh, oh, and here's one of the whitest people in America, Jim Gray, is going to interject right now. Very nice. I love that video. I thought you were going to enjoy that more. It was nice. It was cool. Is it because C-Web? You got salty because C-Web was in it? Stop it. No, come on. I'm not petty. You didn't like the OBF part? What was the OBF part? That was a clothing line that KG was starting. Oh, how'd that go? I had some gear. I had a big box. Is it on eBay? But I didn't see it at Macy's or <laughs> Bloomingdale's or anything like uh, that. Well, you know, you've always told me not to start a clothing line. Especially <laughs> if your cousin's running it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Gary Payton is now the mentor. I like for it. For the Bucks. I like Brings it. that kind of energy and comes in the locker room, walks around, does a lot of handshake. Hey, Jabari. Hey. The, Be good the, for him. The one thing that's overstated, though, is like he's there to just mentor one player. You just talked about his personality. His personality is going to be to interject wherever he can. Potluck Jalen, have anything to say about the Bucks? I do. There was a time I was playing for, this is how you play for so many teams, I can't even remember. I was playing for, I don't know if I was playing for the Pacers or the Bulls. So after the game, you know, you give your jury to your equipment guy during the game. Right. Everybody get theirs back. And this is the time when we was rocking, in particular me. I was rocking truck jewelry. So I had watching a bracelet, two bracelets over here, one or two chains. And so after the game, everybody got their valuables. I'm like, where mine? And so my stuff got stolen during the game. So I'm like, I got to throw my body in front of this. I'm going to make sure everybody know that, like, nobody should be allowed to leave this arena until I find my stuff. Right. Search around the building, look under a bleacher. My jewelry was right underneath the bleacher. So what they thought is a ball boy from the other team took it. When you're the road team, you give it to the home team to go put it in a safe or whatever. So between that process, it probably, probably scoped me out like, I'm getting his. I don't have a similar story like that for anyone at Grantland. <laughs> <laughs> well, Get low. Back. Get low. What's Zach Lowe's thinking big question? I think he kind of likes the Bucks too a tiny bit. What happens if the Bucks are secretly better than they think? It's funny. We did the rankings, but now I agree with you that they might be underrated. God forbid you told me before we started the preview. There are always changes that's going to happen. You, like, you want me to screw up the rankings. <laughs> then you can, you can get mad. And, oh, oh, I didn't make the rankings. <laughs> so, I mailed them to you a week ago. So look at You're the, like, they're fun. So look at the... <laughs> that is what I said, too. So... In the East last year, the last two teams to make the playoffs were the Hornets yes. and the Hawks. 
without Al Horford, they still right. made the playoffs they won, like, in the 41 East. games. All right? Yeah. You could turn your fortunes around. Unfortunately, the injury to Paul George, Indiana's going to take a big step back. Pretty sure we're probably going to be naming them soon. I would not be surprised if the Bucks are better than people think. I think they're going to be more fun to watch than people think. And Jabari's going to be Rookie of the Year. Don't be surprised if Greek Freak is in the nomination for Most Improved. Would you give me the, you take Jabari, I'll take the field? Sure. Another lobster dinner? Yes. Right. This is great. I got 29 other rookies. I have more than that. I got all the second <laughs> runners, too. Why does the triangle like them? Milwaukee's idea of rookie hazing is making Bears fan Jabari Parker pretend he's a cheesehead. Oh, look at that. You're, you're an NFC North fan. I you am. don't put a cheesehead on a Bears fan. Formerly black and blue division. And, and this is where... That's pretty interesting. No, this is just public relations gone wrong. And this is what I mean. You love your fans. You appreciate it and you adore everything. They want to take pictures. You want to shake hands. You want to kiss babies. You want to do all of that. But I'm a Bears fan. I'm not putting that cheesehead on. You come out right out of the game. You say, look, <laughs> I love you guys. I'm going to play hard for you. Get that cheesehead off my head. Correct. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to take Jabari under your wing a little bit. He got so like, many mentors hey, and such. Young fella, don't put cheesehead in your head. <laughs> he knows now. He should be in the tree of Jalen. He knows now. Um, well, Jabari won us back with this clip. This is Jabari doing a Jay-Z impersonation. Who want to bet us that we can't test another sack, chat us forever, live treacherous all the et cetera. To the death of us, me and my confidants, we shine, we feel the obvious, that just rhyme. By the ounce door accumulates like snow. We don't just shine, we illuminate the whole show. You feel me? I'm impressed that he knows that record. Okay, he just showed me a lot. The way music has changed and it's a microwave generation for him to know that classic material right there. So you would have thought he was in the Kanye Kendrick Lamar generation. He just he showed me something old right there. school. Now you're in on Jabari. I got him you against the field. The this uh, is emotional. Wow. Oh, I was already in. I got him against the field. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You do. Seems like it's time for a conspiracy bill. So... Conspiracy Bill and Clairvoyant Bill wanted to be here today, and they've decided to merge for this one because it's really important. The Milwaukee Bucks that came out this week, they have to build a stadium that can house an NBA game by October 1st, 2017. If that stadium is not ready to have a basketball game, the NBA gets to buy the team back for $575 million. That number is already etched in stone? That number is etched in stone. And the Clippers just got sold for $2 billion. $2 million. Three years is going to be worth more than $575 million. There was an article, as we're filming this, of the same week we were filming this, they do not have a location yet for this arena. They have about a year to build it. Conspiracy Bill believes the NBA does not want them to build this arena, that they would rather the arena was never built, and they believe they could buy the team back for $575 million and then sell it to Seattle for $1.6 million, and the 29 NBA, owner, any, 29 NBA owners would then split the difference between $575 million and $1.7 million, which is a lot of money. It's in their vested interest for Milwaukee not to have an arena. And that's why we have Conspiracy Bill and Clairvoyant Bill here, because he's just smelling stuff. There's <laughs> odors he just he's never smelled before. He has to put wigs and sunglasses on. He doesn't like this. The writing's on the wall. It's well, not that's good. Move. The writing's been on the wall consistently the last three years. It's only a matter of time before... That team is in Seattle. So the owners, the Lazary family and the Edens family, 
who have said all the right things. They want basketball to exist in Milwaukee and the whole thing. But they also need some public funding. They're going to commit like $100 million. They need this, the state of Wisconsin to throw some money in. What worries Clairvoyant Bill here? Really, who cares if Milwaukee has a basketball team other than the people in Milwaukee? Correct. Whereas you open this door over here and the commissioner says to Lazarine Edens, maybe you don't build that arena and maybe you throw in more money and we'll give, you know, we'll move the team to Seattle. Look what LeBron James' return to the Cavs has done. It's elevated their entire downtown. It's more metropolitan. It's now like a $1.5 billion more, yeah, franchise. More, more commerce. So imagine if Greek Free or Jabari Parker become all NBA kind of players. Imagine if they do make multiple all-stars. Now all of a sudden you have great players playing in Milwaukee. Your city is visible throughout the country and throughout the NBA. If I'm in Milwaukee, I would want to chip in if I could. And if they do that, they're going to keep their team. Have I ever looked more ridiculous? Never. Okay. Well, let's make an actual prediction that we might be able to back up. The Milwaukee Bucks. You kind of like their sleeper potential. You want to go on the record and say they're a playoff team? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the playoffs. Let me think. So the bounce. Couldn't you have told me this a week ago? No, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. I think they have too many guys who want to play. They're not going to make it. And also, this is the year where Giannis has a ton of growing pains, and Jabari has a ton of growing pains, and, and they're a year Jay away Kidd from him. has a grown ton of growing pains. We never really talked about J-Kid. You okay with him snaking the nets? It's, it's just kind of how business works. It was a leverage play. Billy King was going to fire him. He saved his job. Then he wanted Billy King out. The nets had other ideas. Power struggle. He sneaks over to the Bucks, gets a whole offer. Nets find out. They tell him to go. Leverage play. Yeah, that's how people do that. They do that all the time. You seem very somber about it. No, it's, uh, I wasn't surprised. Well, we- you're never surprised because you know things like a week before they happen. <laughs> so we think, I think they're not a playoff team. I think they're your way. I do not think the Milwaukee Bucks are a playoff team. I think they're going to be an exciting team on certain nights. They're going to be a league pass team. Well, we'll be back, number 27. I think it's time for the Celtics to make an appearance in the Bill and Jalen preview. A relevant event. League pass team. Year two of the big rebuilding project, post-KG, post-Paul Pierce, post-Ray Allen, the Boston Celtics. 2008 champs. It will now be seven years since that season. So whatever terms you use to describe the Philadelphia 76ers, if they're 100%, make sure you temper it down. Put the Celtics in that same category, but give them like 90%. But they're going to struggle, and they will not be a playoff team this year. We agree. And what scares me is I said the words this summer, we're going to miss Chris Humphreys, who's not even a starter. Like that, like losing Chris Humphreys is actually like a bad thing from last year's team. It wasn't a good season. Rondo, though, contract here. Well, let's talk about the fan base mindset, actually. I'll tell you what I do. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. We go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs, and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? This is how I feel about Rondo. For about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb and when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. Yeah. That's the train in New York City that Rondo's on. Rondo's going to go see about a girl in New York City. <laughs> I love Rondo. I want him to be on a good team. I don't want him to be on a rebuilding team. The guy helped us win a title. 
He was the best player in the 2010 conference finals against Cleveland. He outplayed a team that had LeBron James in his prime. He was the best player in that series. And he went toe-to-toe with Wade and LeBron and Bosh in 2012, took him to Game 7. It's fantastic. He was a good Celtic. Um, I think he has some, some prime years left, and it would be a waste to do it in Boston. And I hope they trade him. But also, the Celtics were a team here recently that was going all in for the draft. Going all in for Wiggins and Jabari and Embiid and hope to be in those conversations with free agencies. They they basically struck out with free agents. People aren't. Oh, they have a chance. People yeah. aren't visiting your Celtics. I saw Kevin Love take a couple of pictures, but he got out of there quick and went to Cleveland. So because of that, while I think Brad Stevens is trying to do a good job with the team and Danny has built a championship in Boston that he deserves props for that. Struck out of free agency. Did really good in the draft. I like Marcus Smart. I like, like James Young. And got a ton of Brooklyn picks, which yes. would be nice. Yeah, uh, they got again, a ton of those Brooklyn picks coming. They fleeced Brooklyn on that deal. Fleecing. No doubt about it. It's tough because I think they really thought they had a chance at Kevin Love, and the lottery could not have worked out worse. They thought they had a chance at one and two, which were the key picks. Even Embiid would have been a good pick at three. Um, for a possible Kevin Love trade, they fell to six, which kind of took them out at that point. Flip Saunders was smart enough to at least say, that's not enough. I'm not trading you Kevin Love for six, 17, and some picks I might not get for three years. And I admire what Jeff Green has gone through coming back to play basketball after his heart ailment and his health issues. But he always has been that player that you felt like he had an extra gear or he could show you a little more or, you know, just wish, just take over, just be dominant. But he's not the kind of guy I think that they can build around. And that's why that Rondo Domino now becomes more important if they're really going to reshape their roster. My dad calls him trick-or-treat. You never know. Is he going to score four points and go two for eight tonight? Or is he going to throw up 37 because he's playing in Washington? You played with a guy like that, Derek McKee. Steady. But he'd have nights when he showed up and you're like, holy mackerel, this guy's so talented. But he'd only want to do it once every two weeks. And another player that that kind of reminds me of, and I want to see which way he goes, like Harrison Barnes. Like, I saw the way Great he example. played in the playoffs versus Denver. He came yep. a lot of hype coming out. And then all of a sudden, he'd show up and he a ball. And then now Iguodala's out. They put him in a starting lineup or he coming in off the bench. His confidence was shaking this year. So is Barnes going to take that next step? Is Green going to take that next step in Celtic Green? Rudy Gay was like that for a while. He's, he's improved a little bit, but he had that same kind of mindset. Let's look at what they did last summer. Let me tell you something. Not a really active summer except for, oh, we lost the Kim Kardashian jokes. That was sad. Uh, We gained a Zeller. We got a Zeller. So we got that going for us. You do. Marcus Thornton's expiring contract now on the team. Evan Turner, the villain. The big thing there, you look at all the expirings. They have the contracts, the expiring contracts and picks to basically do any kind of trade. The draft was great. We both like the draft. I like the draft so much I embarrassed myself on national television. In the 2014 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select James Young from the University of Kentucky. Michigan product. (laughs) I was excited for the pick. I'm not going to apologize. Well, going into the draft, he had a car accident. He shouldn't have gotten like the top 12. And that's the reason why he failed. Yes. Other than that, he would have potentially been a lottery pick. So it was a good pick for your C's. And he was young. I think he was like 18 during the draft. Like he was one of the youngest guys in the whole draft. Showed he could make threes, had a big time dunk in the final four. 
That was a real signature moment for him. I think he's going to have a long career. And people are asking me, why were you so Were you really that excited about James Young? Or like, no, I was, I was really excited for that pick because I, I thought it meant something that he played so many minutes on Kentucky last year. If you go, just go through the game logs. He was between 32 and 38 minutes every single game. Probably their most reliable guy from a minute standpoint and had some really good games on a big stage. They made the finals. Like all, all that stuff counts. And what counts is when you're getting players that have really been coached. Yep. And so Marcus Smart has, yeah. as well as James Young. So now they're going to come in and try to improve every day, and you want that out of young players. And everybody loves Marcus Smart. He practiced against the World Cup team and was one of the big winners, and people were talking about how hard he was going. And whether he learns to shoot or not, I think he has a chance to be like even better than Tony Allen defensively, just this absolute pit bull. Like kind of when Eric Bledsoe really has it going defensively, kind of that same level, just a really physical guard who's going to make your life miserable for four quarters. And you have one, Avery, on-ball defender. Right. He'll snatch the ball from you. He's in the difference proof. is I think Marcus Smart's physical. Like well, he's shoving you and pushing you, and he's in your space all the time. Avery's just, he's like a cat. He's, you're just scared to bring, you know what I mean? So it's a nice blend of those two. I'm excited to see them play together. They're going to be competitive defensively. But who's going to make three-point shots for the Boston Celtics? Oh, no, they're going to be terrible. Let's look at the rotation. Oof. <laughs> you know what I don't see there? Shot blockers, rim protectors. Well, I know who I don't see. I don't see rebounders. Do we have a rebounder? I don't see Mikhail, Bird, Parrish. They're not walking through that door. DJ. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Well, you know, I felt so bad about looking at that roster that this is the underrated Celtic moment. All the Lakers fans make fun of it. They call it the wheelchair game. I'm going the other way. Great moment. Guy gets hurt, wheeled off, comes back. We win game one of the finals. Let's roll the tape. Look at this. He was really hurt. Look at that. He's hurt. They had no cameras, please. Paul Pierce is hurt. Here to pop. He's back. Paul Pierce came back. Uh, oh, he just made a three. He's not going to make a second three, Jalen. It's funny how these videos always find a way to try to show some Celtics glory. Like you, well, dude, dude, here's the roster. Like you really reached for that, okay? I really well, reached for that seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> okay, all right. Now Paul Pierce, that's like my little brother. I love Paul Pierce. Okay, you know I love Paul Pierce. I, I know you do. And then covering the NBA Finals, yeah. when I see him go down, I'm thinking my little brother's injured. You think he blew out his knee? I've only seen two NBA wheelchairs, Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce. Mm. He has a Hall of Fame career. He's a champion. He has a lot of great moments going for himself. That was a great moment. That ain't one. Come on. Came back two straight threes. <laughs> he just made two straight the threes. Game. But you can't take out the wheelchair part. I don't think he asked for the wheelchair. You saw Larry Bird play with a bad back for five years and I lay did. on the floor. Can I tell you the real reason I played that clip? Because I'm trolling <laughs> Laker fans. The wheelchair game drives the Laker fans crazy. I love it. They're so mad right now. Oh, oh you're stirring up. the digital pot. Yes, it's indeed. Potluck, Jalen. One time I was leaving the Boston Garden, got on the elevator. It was the middle of winter, walking towards the bus, and I actually met a gentleman. He introduced himself as my brother. My father's from the Boston area. Mm -hmm. They college there. Providence. Spent a lot of time there. 
He has multiple kids. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Jimmy Walker. All love. Going to Providence. Midnight Madness this year to pay homage. I'll be there on the 16th. You expect to meet a lot of things in life as an adult. New people, new situation. I never expected to meet one of my siblings. Just, just random like that. I didn't know that. Yes. Zach Lowe, what do you got for us? This is the secret question of the Celtics season. What happens if he doesn't like any of the trades? Flip Saunders didn't like any of the trades. Didn't make a trade. LeBron falls out of the sky, goes to Cleveland. All of a sudden, Cleveland wants Kevin Love. Trade falls out of the sky. He was vindicated. Do you feel like they're trying to do that here? I mean, here, Rodney was on the cover of Sports Illustrated twice. There's one, 2010. There's one, I think, 2012 range. Rondo's a real player. Rondo was one of the best 10 players in the league for about three years. True indeed. You know what it makes me think of? Danny, don't stop until you get enough. By the way, there's more Michael Jacksons coming. Oh, there's another one. Yes, indeed. No, I ordered three. Don't stop till you get enough, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Why does the triangle love the Celtics? Because the Rondo soap opera will be better than the actual games. Well, this is what's going to happen. All of those glowing endorsements you gave for Rondo <laughs> are actually true. And he's a great Connect Four player. You I've like seen him beat box? multiple people play in Connect Four, and he, he dismounted them. They should put him on the box. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> it looks great. All of the pedigree you just described and yeah. all the success he had against Boston, yeah, that's going to equal frustration this year. I agree. Coming out of games. Watch out for Gatorade bottles. Watch out for cups. Watch out for more technical fouls, getting frustrated playing with your teammates because, I mean, he's seen Doc Rivers, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, all functioning at an elite level. And yet, as you mentioned, there were times where he was actually the best player. So it's going to be interesting to see how emotionally he's able to sustain dealing with a scenario that's changed a lot since he's played at a high level. And... If he thinks he's going to get traded, if he makes it just uncomfortable enough for everybody, that there's a better place for him. I think New York City with the Knicks. That's so funny you thought that because somebody else thinks that too. He's back. Clairvoyant Bill thinks Rondo gets traded to the Knicks in the next four months. And here's the trade. Rondo and Jared Wallace. Amari's expiring. Iman Shumpert. 2018 first rounder and a pick swap that would be protected at some point over the next five years with the Knicks pick and a Celtic pick. Seems reasonable. It's been out there for the last couple of years, but it just seemed like business-wise it never worked out for both teams to try to make it happen. I actually like the thought of Rondo and Carmelo together. I don't know why. I think, that, I think he would get him the ball in all the right spots. I think that would work. But also, it's, it's like a chessboard. And yeah. so Rondo is a Pass first point guard. Yeah. Melo is a shoot first wing. He's a shoot first, shoot second, shoot third. That works perfect. Yeah. It's nice. All right, give it to me. What's going to happen to my Celtics? The Boston Celtics will struggle this year. How bad? Um, struggle to the point where my dad is just leaving his tickets. Your empty. dad's out. Is he at least able to give his tickets away? Dad is out. He can't give He's them He's leaving them empty? Yeah. Empty seats. Empties. I think... Uh, my, here's here's what concerns me. Oh, I have five seconds left. I gotta get this off. <laughs> I'm worried Brad Stevens is gonna leave if they stink again. Go to Carolina. I think he's competitive. Indiana. That guy's not gonna last another year. Tom Crane. I think he will. You think so? Yeah. 
He's done a really good job with that. What jobs would you leave the Celtic for if you were Brad Stevens? Duke? Duke or Carolina. Carolina. Indiana? Or Indiana because he has those ties. UCLA? No. Holy Cross? <laughs> Crusaders! <laughs> uh, well, I found another minute-by-minute minute Doobie Brothers clip, and they're going to play us off. This is from 1979. I'm still going to be holding on minute-by-minute minute with the Celtics team. I don't think they're going to be very good for a while. We'll be back. Bill and Jalen, number 26. Reasons why they up. have cordless mics. And by the way, it's another big market team with a lot of history who's really depressed right now. 26. The Bill and Jalen preview rolls on. Number 26, the L.A. Lakers. Are they one of the top five worst teams in the league? No, I just think you're being a Celtic fan. Yeah. The Celtics are struggling, and the first thing you want to try to do is pull the Lakers down, too. I think they're already down. Let's look at their collective <laughs> fan base mindset for this season. She runs off for them to Japan. Oh, yeah. And the IRS said they want blow. We're playing the breaks for the Laker fans because I've noticed they've been a little whiny this year about their team's not that good. Hey, guess what? It's the NBA. There's 30 teams in the NBA. You're going to have some bad breaks every once in a while. The Celtics and the Lakers can afford to have down years. Okay? We had down years from 93 to 2008, save for a season. 17 championships, yeah. 16 championships, respectively. Right. Okay. Check this guy out quickly. Oh, yeah! yeah. What were you doing there? Yeah! Wow! Yeah. How old are you? Yeah! That was incredible. So... Yeah! <laughs> I used to love the way Don Cornelius dressed. He's the best. I could, couldn't wait to see that every Saturday. Rest in peace. I remember as a little kid watching that show and just feeling like Don Cornelius was so much cooler than anybody I knew in my life. No doubt about it's like, it. How do I how do I run into people like this human being? It was like I just him, wanted to know him. Him and Billy D with the Cold Forty Five. Those oh, yeah. were the coolest. So here's what they did last summer. They did a lot actually. Jeremy Lin and Lin Sanity. They got Boozer. <laughs> they got uh, your buddy Byron Scott. They lost Powell finally. Powell had a nice run. Six, seven, seven years. Uh, and then uh, they lost the city of L.A. to the Clippers. I forgot about that part. Yeah. The Clippers are now on L.A. Are taking their you turn. know it's true, Laker fans. They're taking their turn. They drafted Julius Randle, a pick that we both liked a lot. We liked that a lot. I was surprised. Getting him at seven? seven. That was a I really would, good pick. Would you rather have Julius Randle than anyone in the previous draft? I would. I would rather have Julius. Over Giannis? No, not over Giannis. I'd rather have Giannis. Giannis is 6'11". How about Kelly Olenek? Yes, I would rather have Julius over Kelly Olenek. Expirings. You'll notice that they have a couple of them. Steve Nash, Jeremy Lin, Carlos Boozer. That adds up to about $20 million, which makes them a player for just about anybody. And now you talk to me about an expiring contract. I think it means more for a team like the Lakers because they're going to get Kobe to visit. They're going to get Melo to visit. They're still attracting top-flight players. The Celtics have not been able to do that. So them having that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be down long. They can recover faster. Well, look at the rotation. I, they might be in a coma. I don't know if they're going to recover from this rotation. There's some players there I like individually. One thing's missing. Anyone who plays defense? Well, two things that Who's are missing. Who's the best defensive player of those 12 guys? Two things are missing. Probably, to answer your question, probably Wesley Johnson. <laughs> okay. Jeremy Lin is not going to start. Steve Nash is going to start. I didn't want to jinx Nash. I didn't want to jinx Nash by me. And, you know I love Nash. And 
coupled with Kobe Bryant, along with Jeremy Lin, mm. that's $23 million for Kobe. Rightfully so, he's earned it. Steve Nash, $10 million. Jeremy Lin, $8 million. It's like $42 million of guards. That's an expensive backcourt to have the oldest backcourt in the league, probably one of the oldest starting backcourts of, on opening night. But when you look at that roster, the thing that just stands out in bold letters is Kobe Bryant and his return. The Lakers have a really good chemist is the one thing that they have. Bob Sacre. Here's a little video somebody made of him on the internet. There he is. Robert Sacre. <laughs> this is a great song for this. I really think he's one of the best bench guys ever. I'll give you the <laughs> best bench guy ever, hands down. It's not even, not even a question. Who? ML Carr. ML Carr did wave towels when it was really hot in the garden. Did a nice job with that. But I don't think he ever did the... But it was a different era. Yeah. It was a different... A little more laid back. Yeah. So Zach Lowe's sneaky big question. Get low. How hard will the Lakers try to keep their first round pick? Now here's the deal. The Lakers lose their pick unless it's in the top five. They traded it in the Steve Nash trade, which is complicated for a couple reasons. Makes it much harder for them to trade the pick if they wanted to make a run at Darren Williams or whoever. And then on top of it, you know, at some point you have to decide, do we want to really suck or are we going to try to go for it? And if Kobe's playing, he's not going to want to really suck. So they're probably losing their pick to Phoenix. The lead domino is how Kobe's playing. Everything else is going to be judged off that. He hasn't had a relevant basketball moment since April 2013, which will be about 20, 18 months since... When from opening night. He and Derrick Rose kind of dealing with the same time frame. Except Derrick Rose is 10 years younger, right? Right. With 50,000 less basketball miles. I don't know. I, I think it's really hard to come back from not playing for that long, even if you're Derrick Rose. For Kobe to do it would be amazing. You seem skeptical. No, I think he's going to be okay. I really do. I, I don't think that their team is going to be very good in a tough Western Conference, but I think he's going he gonna to return and be just fine. Well, I'm going to show you this clip, and this, this is how I feel about how the Lakers are probably going to handle this season. You know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, <laughs> you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> <laughs> the Bus Brothers, everybody. Oh, yeah! Jimmy Bus and... Johnny Bus. There they go. Ah, oh, they're on the moped. They're going to trade for Darren Williams. <laughs> We're in. He made the All-Star team four years ago. Uh, I think they're going to go the other way and try to make a move because they're going to lose that pick anyway. So whether they barely miss the playoffs or they make the playoffs or they win 40 games. A prideful organization, but they don't have to wait to make that decision. They pretty much assume may happen is what you assuming is going to happen. But they're hoping that, wow, Kobe's going to come back. He's going to be elite. And all of a sudden, we got all these guys that can put the ball in the basket. We're going to get up and down the court. We're going to create some excitement. That's one of the things the Clippers have done when you say on in L.A. Yeah. Is they haven't made the finals yet. And they haven't won any championships They made the third yet. round yet. Correct. So what they've done is create excitement. And that's, I think, what the Lakers are trying to do when they built their roster. I see a pot. You want to stir the pot? Yeah, I do. Is it time for Jalen's potluck? I do. Potluck Jalen? Okay, potluck Jalen <laughs> summarizes trends. I can't wait to see how they digitally add a pot. And one of the trends I see is the tough-minded as nails 
player and coach that Byron Scott is, mm. after watching his team play defense one of these nights, I would not be surprised if he ends the season and he has a hair full of hair. Oh, he actually goes reverse bald. <laughs> he grows hair. I like it. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Head full of hair. It's going to be an interesting season for him. <laughs> when you have, this is a league that revolves around point guards, and that team does not have anyone on its roster who can defend a point guard. It's going to be a problem. Also, the strengths of each player is all offense. Yes. Every one of the guys, Nick yep. Young, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Carlos Boozer, Julius Randle. No way Julius Randle wins Rookie of the Year? No. I just told you the reason. It'd be hard to get some shots on that team. I'm open. <laughs> Need a lot of this. We got you, young fella. Set this pick. <laughs> he going to have to come to the huddle, and Byron's going to have to say, hey, throw him the ball. <laughs> He's going to be like, Kobe, did you see me at position? <laughs> Get away from me, young fella. What does the triangle love them for? Oh, because Kobe's already rolling out the red carpet for Jeremy Lin. Kobe's message to Jeremy Lin. We have a lot of work to do. Boy, you could take that a bunch of ways. A lot of work to do making the lottery? What does it mean? What does he mean by that? What that means is, like Nick Nolte told Eddie Murphy in 40 Hours. Now get this. We ain't partners. We ain't brothers and we ain't friends. Nick Nolte said a lot of mean things to Eddie Murphy. In other words, don't get too close to me. Because if we start losing some games, you're going to see a different guy. You know how popular... Jeremy Lin is in China. Kobe also very popular in China, which I had forgotten until I was Googling. And I found this, uh, this one ad he did, which we have to watch. Somebody's stealing a painting, Jalen. Thank God Kobe Bryant's there in a weird short car. He's going to get him. Oh. Oh, yes! Oh! Thank God he was there. Keep getting them checks, Cole. <laughs> Kobe's taking keep getting those sponsor <laughs> checks to a whole other level. There's like six of those on YouTube. He's made a bunch. Clairvoyant Bill is here. He thinks Linsanity is going to be a thing. I think we're back with Linsanity. Linsanity 2.0. I think he's going to do great in the, in the Lakers. Here's what happened the last time. He's on cover of Time Magazine, Sports Illustrated. They made a documentary. My friend Chris Chen was one of the producers. And then it kind of petered off. Went to Houston. Got blamed for never really fitting in. Made a key mistake in the Portland playoff game. Everybody blamed him for that. Playing off the ball. Not really his specialty. Could we see a Linsanity redux? Clairvoyant Bill says yes. The two weeks that he had in New York. Amazing. That was just amazing basketball, and it was a great story for the league. He doesn't have to be that player anymore because he won't be that player anymore. He deserves to be in the league. He's going to continue to be productive. I even think, not necessarily on a great team, he could be a starting guard in the league. He deserves the opportunities that he's getting. But I don't think the cover of Time, or the cover of Sports Illustrated, I don't think if it's just about, about points, rebounds, assists, and wins, he'll be getting those covers again. Well, let's bring him out. Jeremy Lin, come on in. Uh, <laughs> Clairvoyant Bill thinks he's going to be good. But Clairvoyant Bill was looking at the stats, and they have those 
those weird stats for stuff like how many of your points come getting to the rim and stuff like that. He's a really good finisher. That's He's why a he scores. really, really good finisher. Him and Ramon Sessions are the two guys in the league that are like way better at getting to the rim than you think they are. But I think if they play the right kind of style and it's a little more up and down, I think he could really thrive with the Lakers. Now, I wonder between Kobe and Byron Scott, how wide open this Lakers style is going to be. And when you say thrive, like what type of production? I think he could be like a real heat check guy. Like he comes in the game, first of all, huge Asian population in L.A. Like he's going to be, I think, have confidence much and support. More, much bigger support system here than anybody can see yet. And we saw it happen in New York, too. Same thing. Big Asian population in New York. A lot of people got behind him. I think it's going to happen here. So the Lakers won't be a playoff team. No. They'll be a fun team, though. He won't be an all-star. No. So what type of ceiling are you describing? I think he's on the Jamal Crawford corner. He check guy. He'll win some games. Come in, have like a couple 27-point games. He'll have a couple 0 for 9s. I, re- I remember defending him to people who felt like what they were seeing was a fluke. Not a fluke. And I always felt like the Knicks should have initially kept him. Like, if you just look for what was good for oh, business yeah, for an asset. and yeah. for basketball, yeah, they really botched how they handled that situation. Clairvoyant Bill excellent sanity in Los Angeles. All right, Jalen, now it's time for the 24-second prediction clock, sponsored by Geary's in Beverly Hills. Great jewelry store. My mom may or not be one of the managers there. You can go in and ask for a discount of $0. <laughs> uh, predictions, no playoffs, 30 wins. Predictions is Jack, Denzel, Leo. Magic. Leo. They'll, they'll be getting to the games, but they're going to be leaving some early. Super early. So you think they're a top five worst team or not? Tough Western Conference, tougher schedule. I do not think there'll be a playoff team, lower five, not necessarily depending on what happens in the East. I think they're a top five worst team, and if guys start getting hurt, I think they go and try to keep that top five pick, is my prediction. Let's leave with more Sacre. At least they'll have this. And and a possible Kobe Bryant comeback, which would be amazing. The thing I appreciate about having a pedigree of somebody that played 20 basketball for 20 straight years competitively, that almost becomes a mockery that's celebrating because, one, they've What's been that? a terrible team. You mean the Sacri thing? Yes. So you're against Sacri. You'd fire Sacri as the chemist? No, i tell him to chill out. Like, you got to chill out. Like, we down 15, sit down somewhere. Like, chill. We 15 games under 500. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but it becomes more of a sideshow in today's era of social media you see, we have a clip. Like, can we see some more of the clip? Uh, I'll talk to him. I think Kobe might have to talk to him this year. Zachary. Like, Laker fans don't remember that Anton Jameson played there. I don't think Anton Jameson remembers <laughs> Okay. Zachary. Can we get Zachary in the beer support? I'm not mad at him. That's his personality. So I appreciate him feeding into what he does. And number one, being a 14, 15 man trying Robert to keep a job. Zachary. I'm not knocking his hustle, but come well, on. Unfortunately, he might have to play 25 minutes a game this year. The Lakers, number oh, 26. Oh, by the way, one other thing. That's against the Spurs. And last time I checked, the Spurs are pretty good. Yeah, I can't defend Sacre in <laughs> We'll be back with number 25. We'll be going to the Eastern Conference. Uh-oh. 
Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at Podcenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.